Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and this is our new moon forecast that is going to be taking place on October 16th, 2020. So it's a week away when I'll be posting this. It's actually October 8th when I record this, and that means it's 10 8 108. And if you're familiar, 108 is a very sacred number. If you're unfamiliar with it, I highly recommend Googling the significance of the number 108. You see it repeated many times in sacred text. There are 108 beads on a mala bead so that we chant a mantra 108 times. It's just very sacred. Look into it. And happy 1008 from the past. So today, I actually have something special that I did. I drew an oracle card for our time together, and I think it's so fitting. It's kind of ridiculous. Um, But talking a little bit about the astrology first. So we're going to talk about the astrology of the new moon, new moon rituals, ideas for new moon intentions, and then I'm going to share about the oracle card that I pulled. So... This new moon is going to be taking place in the nakshatra of Chitra. And so if you've listened to the segment on Chitra that I've posted, you'll know that Chitra is ruled by the deity who is known to be the celestial architect or the architect of the gods. This means that he can create worlds and kingdoms out of thin air, out of the ethers. So there is a lot of connection to manifestation, creating, inventing, materializing ideas from your mind. Okay, so it's all about manifestation. And a new moon is known to be a time of manifestation because the moon and the sun are so close together, right? They're in the same degree. So the moon is completely dark. It has no space to reflect any light from the sun. just a small dark seed in the sky where we can plant our intentions and manifest what we want. And so some of you know that we actually have two full moons in October. So we had a full moon already on October 16th. We have our new moon. And then on October 31st, which is a really interesting day, we're going to have yet another full moon in the same month of October. And So this new moon is going to be in the nakshatra of Chitra, which is all about manifestation and building. The full moon that follows it on October 31st is going to be in the nakshatra of Barney, which is about breakthroughs, breaking through barriers. So the manifestations, your intentions, what you are wanting to create, have the potential of breaking through barriers in this cycle. It's such an incredible, like powerful time to manifest. Okay. Now also Mercury is retrograding by this point, And I want to talk about that a little bit, but all of that aside, it's a great time of manifestation and getting clarity on what you need to do in order to manifest your goals. Because Mercury retrograde, it causes us to look back, to review, to reconcile, to redo things. So if there's been something that you've wanted to create or do, achieve, move forward in, 
and you feel like there have been blocks and barriers, now is the time to review your process, review your organization, review your intention around it. Why is it that you want what you want? So taking that time and of course, I don't recommend signing anything during Mercury retrograde or beginning any new projects, but when it comes to energetic intention setting or emotional intention setting, mental intention setting, now is an incredibly powerful time. And I do want to say just because I can't, I feel like now is a better time to share the Oracle card, the deck I'm using is the Wisdom of Tao. It's my favorite. I've had it for years and I feel like it never lies to me. Um, the card that I pulled for this new moon and what you all should know is actually manifestation. And it says, your insight is limitless. Trust that your vision is true. Believe that your wisdom and creative powers can manifest what your heart desires. Do not hesitate. Your intelligence and resourcefulness will forge your dream into reality now. Such a cool card. And on the bottom of the deck, it was actually the card temptation, which is warning us to be mindful of the desire for excessive gain and accumulation, which will then lead us to misfortune. The greatest contentment is knowing when we've had enough and all temptation is banished. So escape from the trap that imprisons you. And so the message that I'm getting from this is really sitting with our intentions, what we want to create and manifest and being authentic about it. Because I think that sometimes, at least from my personal experience, maybe you all can relate. Sometimes I'll think I want things or I think I want to do things or I think I want to be a certain way, but it's really because of some false perception I have. Like, oh, I need to wear these certain clothes because this is what's in style. Or, oh, I want to be with that person because this is the cool person to be with. Or I want to be friends with this group of people because these are the cool people. Or I want to have a job that pays me a lot of money, even if I don't necessarily love it because this is the American dream, right? So being mindful of excess and being mindful of that aspect of temptation, of wanting things that may not be good for us in the long run, that may be more like emotional junk food or mental junk food, and trying to sit in clarity of what we really want, what we really want in our life and what we want to align with. And I think by doing that, it's so much more than gaining clarity on an intention it's getting an alignment with your authenticity, who you are, what power you have, and not being willing to sacrifice who you are for the status quo, or not being willing to sacrifice who you are for the sake of a relationship, not being willing to sacrifice who you are for the sake of pride even, not being, not, not allowing yourself to be embarrassed about who you are or ashamed about who you are, or even intimidated by who you are. Sometimes I think people are intimidated to step into their own power because what it means, you know, once we realize how powerful we are and that we are capable of creating and inventing, it's like, well, then the pressure is on to actually do it. <laughs> so some of us like to stay cocooned from that and not really realize it so that we can stay complacent. So anyway, 
talking about this new moon, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to dream big and manifest your heart desires in this new moon. Allow yourself to think outside of the box. Of course, involve that mercurial element. I think that sometimes we think about mercury retrograde as being this terrible thing that's going to skew us and confuse us, but let it assist you. Let it help you. Let it be your friend. Review the methods that have failed you. Review the things in your life that have kept you back or inhibited your authenticity and who you would like to be. So again, really nice time to renew, reconcile, reorganize. I want to say it's a really difficult time for communication. The sun is being aspected by Rahu. Uh, Mercury is being aspected by Mars. Um, Mercury is also being aspected by Saturn. So being extremely mindful of your communication. And on this topic of manifestation, because we, we pulled the manifestation card, so we're going to keep this train going, I wanted to talk about words and the power that words have for manifestation. Our voice is a vibration. And when we use our voice, we are literally vibrating energy into the atmosphere. And the words that we choose to use and what we choose to say has the potential to manifest into reality. And so my offering or suggestion is that for this new moon, even if it's just on this day, try to speak as if your words had the power to manifest reality. And you might see a really big change in how powerful your words can be. Um, And I think just even a small example of that is we're constantly saying like, oh, I'm not good enough or oh, I'm not enough or oh, I don't deserve this. We're keeping ourselves locked in that reality. Nothing is going to change. But if we change to I am worth everything, I deserve to be happy. I definitely deserve to be treated with respect and love. And in fact, I trust and love and respect others. That energy is definitely, it's going to change you and it's going to change the way that you feel. So be particularly mindful of what you say on the new moon and particularly when Mercury Mercury is in retrograde. Really harness the power of speech and your power to manifest using words. So I think that this is what I wanted to mention about the new moon. I'm going to do personal horoscopes as well. I don't do these every time because I do them on Instagram as well, but I'm going to do them today. I'll do those in a second. But looking at the global situation and where we are, um, yeah, Mercury is retrograde in Libra. The day after the new moon, sun will move into the sign of Libra which is its technical debilitation point. So we're going to have a debilitated sun sitting next to a retrograde Mercury. And Mercury is not going to direct until November 4th, which is, of course, election day. So we are going to continue to see lots of miscommunication, lots of difficulties in politics. Honestly, we're going to continue to see this incredible 
imbalance between the yin and yang energy. There's a lot of fire going on. Chitra is ruled by Mars. Of course, Murgashira is ruled by Mars. Of course, Mars is retrograding, which is going to amplify the qualities of Mars. And all of this energy is doing and achieving and succeeding and dominating, completing, right? Manifesting. Even that's more of a yang quality. And our environment is going to be urging us to play in to this yang energy. And so what I want to propose is that despite the pressure, despite outside influences, is it possible to slow down, to spend time in your day that's not being productive, but feels really sweet? And so when I say that, I'm not necessarily meaning numbing out. I mean like having really solid quality time with yourself, something that when you finish that activity, you feel loved up, like you feel good, like reading one of your favorite books, going out and talking to one of your best friends, connecting with a loved one, connecting with a pet, uh, going rock climbing if you enjoy that, riding your bike, taking a run, an activity that leaves you feeling fulfilled and good because, again, we're going to feel stressed. There's going to be a lot that makes us feel like we need to be doing, taking part in some action. So see if it's possible to go against that and give yourselves permission to rest, be receptive, do something that you enjoy for the sake of enjoyment, which it sounds, isn't that so funny? Like even just me saying that, I'm like, wow, we were never taught that. No one ever told us just to do something for the sake of enjoying it. Um, But you should do that. You (laughs) should take time just to kick back and enjoy yourself without feeling like you shouldn't. And I think that that's the biggest thing, at least for me, because I struggle with this as well, but like when I'm taking time just to do something like read, for example, there's this little voice in the back of my head that's saying, you shouldn't be sitting here reading. You have X, Y, and Z to do, or, oh my gosh, I need to read for 10 minutes, 10 minutes only. I need, I have so much that I need to do today. And then I end up spending an hour on social media anyway. (laughs) So really prioritizing, turn off the social media, Don't give yourself access to it. Don't check your emails repetitively. Instead, use that time for something that is going to fill you up and be sweet. So I hope that was helpful. I hope that it was encouraging. So let's go ahead and look at the horoscopes for each of the 12 zodiac signs. So remember that we can look at these from your ascendant or your moon sign. So, and remember I'm a sidereal Vedic astrologer. If you're new to my podcast, surprise, I'm not a Western astrologer. So if you learned astrology in America, you likely follow the Western system. I'm a Vedic sidereal astrologer. If you want to calculate your birth chart, go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on offerings in the chart, and you can calculate your Vedic sidereal chart. So If you were born with moon in Virgo or Virgo rising, that means that this is going to be occurring in your first house with with Mars, of course, in your seventh house. So this is the time to be reflecting on who you want to build yourself to be. What do you want to cultivate? 
Remember, Chitra is all about building reality. So what parts of yourself can you let go of and what are you ready to build and grow and achieve for yourself? I do want to say there may be some conflict with your partner or kind of reviewing past issues with them. So definitely be mindful. You might feel like there's a lot of pressure on you to create and do and manifest. But remember, the new moon is also a time of reflection and laying low. So sit with yourself and dream it up, write it down, reflect on it, steepen it. You don't have to act on anything right away. But it's getting that mental clarity about who you want to be and who you want to create for yourself. Because if you see where you're going, if you can see the direction of where you want to go, then you can follow it rather than just groping around in the dark. So I think for this new moon, finding clarity in the direction that you want to go and what you want to build. If you are a Libra ascendant or a Libra moon, this new moon is going to be taking place in your 12th house. So... Of course, it's a time of letting go of psychological issues from the past. The 12th house is all about release and letting go. And for this new moon, particularly, it's building from that subconscious. So what would you like to create if there were no limitations? What would you want to create if there were no boundaries? I do also want to be mindful of speech for Libra because that retrograding mercury is going to be in the first house. So there might be a little bit less clarity for you, but you may find that clarity comes through your dreams or after getting a lot of sleep and a lot of rest. If you are a Scorpio ascendant or a Scorpio moon, this will be occurring in your 11th house. And the 11th house is also the house of long-term goals. So what would you want to build for yourself in three years, five years, 10 years, really setting down with yourself, maybe cultivating that plan. And again, like I mentioned with Libra, think about it without limitations. Allow yourself to dream big because the 11th house is also our hopes and our wishes. So what would you want to build if it was just a dream life? It's also a good time to connect with like-minded friends and even share these thoughts with them. And be careful of criticism of yourself or of your friends and of your children. Your children may be um, a little bit spicier than usual. Just be mindful. If you are a Sagittarius moon or a Sagittarius rising, this is going to be occurring in your 10th house. So what would you want to create for your work if there was absolutely no pressure? And again, this isn't the day to go out and do it. This is the day to sit and reflect and think about if you had your dream job, what would it look like? What would it feel like? Who would you work with? Really imagine every single detail. And remember, this is manifestation and cultivating an intention. It's not that you have to go out and complete it right away in a concrete manner with strategy and having everything listed in a linear way. Try to really move into that space of flexibility. Let soft conquer hard. Let things move. But again, once you have that idea in your mind, after the new moon is over, after Mercury retrograde is over, it's going to be so much easier for you to formulate a plan and move forward. If you are a Capricorn moon or a Capricorn rising, this is going to be occurring in your ninth house. 
And so your belief systems may be breaking down. You may be very skeptical of what you've currently believed or old thoughts. This is a time to reconstruct your path and imagine your spiritual pursuits, your dharma, who you're meant to be in this life and what you're meant to complete. So maybe even reviewing what have you previously thought was your path? What have you thought was your mission in life? And is that still true? Then you can choose to either recommit to that path or create something new with this really powerful manifestation energy. If you are an Aquarius moon or an Aquarius ascendant, this will be occurring in your eighth house. And the eighth house is all about transformation. And so what types of transformations in your life do you want to see? And maybe taking a look at the environment that you're creating for these transformations. So rather than focusing on the transformation itself, are you living a life that is supportive of that transformation to take place? What do you need to change in your life that creates a better environment for the change that you're wanting? What do you need to remove? What do you need to build and grow for yourself? I like to think of it as like a garden. Like, is the garden that you're creating, is the land fertile for the transformations that you're trying to grow? And if it's not, what weeds do you need to pull out? What fertilizer do you need to bring in? Taking a look at that. If you are a Pisces ascendant or a Pisces moon, this is going to be occurring in your seventh house, so all about relationships. So what do you want to grow and create in your relationship? If you're interested in Gottman therapy, I'm obsessed. Eventually, I'll do John and Julia Gottman's birth charts, but they're like two of the like pioneering figureheads in relationship therapy and counseling. And there's something called the Gottman Sound House. And in order to create a sound relationship, you have to have the sound house and the walls are trust and commitment. And so if you are wanting to create a super solid relationship, maybe thinking, how can you build more trust? How can you build more commitment? Is there anywhere in your relationship where that is lacking? And if so, can you bring a little bit more to it? If you are an Aries ascendant or an Aries moon, this is going to be occurring in your sixth house, which is super powerful, actually. Um, first of all, the sixth house is of the health. So how can you build your health up? What can you do to create a better environment for your health? But the sixth house is also the house of obstacles and opposition and overcoming obstacles and opposition. So rather than thinking about breaking through and struggling and destroying the opposition, what can you build around it? How can you stay in this certain atmosphere? Or sometimes our atmosphere can't be changed. So how can we sit in an atmosphere of obstacles and build over them or under them or around them? And so now is the time to contemplate that. And if there are obstacles in your life that you can change, certainly how can you build through them? If you are a Taurus ascendant or a Taurus moon, this is going to be occurring in your fifth house of creativity and children, 
writing, and also romance. This is a highly passionate time for Taurus, so I hope that you enjoy it. Um, but it is. It's it's building. This new moon is giving us the opportunity to build and grow, manifest, potentially break through our barriers later in the month. So if there is anything in your romantic life that you would like to create, now is certainly a time to get extra romantic. It's also a time of your creativity. Has there been any creative idea that you've set aside or lost track of or lost interest in motivation in allow the mercury retrograde to look back see if there's any hope left can you get the motivation to rebuild it or can you take ideas from your past creations and find new inspiration to create something new This is also a wonderful time for learning. So if there's something that you've been wanting to learn or go back and brush up on, super good time to go back and review your past studies. Um, But yeah, if you've been thinking about writing a book or writing an article, sitting and contemplating will bring a lot of success. If you are a Gemini moon or a Gemini rising, this is going to be occurring in your fourth house. So first of all, take advantage of that Mercury retrograde, reorganize your home, redecorate your home, do what you need to do to make your home feel clean and refreshed. You may throw away old papers, reconcile your receipts, maybe just even do a little bit more detail cleaning. This is also the time of your inner strength. So what can you build? What can you fortify in yourself that is going to bring a deeper connection to your inner strength. This is also a wonderful time to connect with female figures, mothering figures, seeking comfort from women. You might receive some really powerful messages through them that help inspire you. If you are a Cancer Moon or a Cancer Ascendant, this will be occurring in your third house. So of course, this is good for your hobbies, maybe picking up a new hobby or going back to a hobby that you've left behind. It's also a good time for studying. I really want you to be mindful of your communication. Your communication is going to be extremely powerful at this point in time and people are going to be paying attention to you. The sad part is that we have Mercury retrograde, so there might be miscommunications. But if you can get very clear with your speech and really not try to put too much ego into your speech, you can accomplish a lot with your voice. If you've been thinking about posting anything on the media or getting your voice out there, even writing like a blog or a newsletter, again, super powerful time for people to hear you, but be mindful of those miscommunications. And this is also a good time for siblings. So if you've been wanting to reconcile anything with your siblings, it might be a good time. If you are a Leo ascendant or a Leo moon, this of course is going to be occurring in your second house of your voice, of the types of food you like to eat. It's also of course around wealth. So this may be a positive time to review your spending habits, what you've been spending money on. And then of course, Maybe focusing on what you would want to create financially, what you want your financial capital to look like, where you want your money to come from. So it could involve work as well. It could also, of course, involve your speech. Your speech is also going to be incredibly powerful at this time. As I was mentioning with the power of manifestation through words, really, I mean, on this day, whatever you're thinking about manifesting, go into a room. 
close the door so that nobody else thinks that you're crazy and you don't have to explain this to anybody and say out loud what you want to manifest three to 10 times. And this could be, I am going to get my dream job. I am going to get my dream job or I am going to become more organized with my finances or I am going to have better communication with my partner and just say it over and over again and let it vibrate into the cosmos. I know that it sounds a little silly. If you haven't tried it yet, I highly advise you to try it. Let me know what you think because it's incredibly powerful. The one other thing I wanted to mention about the second house is that it is your speech and people are going to be listening to you. And miscommunication is kind of running rampant right now. So B, your first house ruler will also be debilitated, right? In the sign of Libra, the day after the new moon. So be careful, be mindful of what you're saying. Make sure that you're not speaking out of a place of fear or the desire to control or manipulate a situation. Speak from authenticity, Get in touch with yourself and say exactly what you mean and ask for exactly what you want. So I hope that this was helpful. This is our new moon forecast for October 16th. If you would like to schedule a reading with me, you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. You can visit my website, innerknowing.yoga. I do have a new Patreon page that I'm really excited about. It keeps growing and I'm so thrilled. I post two audios to that page a week and I'm preparing to post different videos. The first video is going to be the basics of reading a birth chart just to kind of refresh people's memories. But I'm also planning to post... An, um, an assessment of Biden's chart and Trump's chart just for fun. And I'm also going to post things like how to make masala chai. So if you're interested in that, sign up. It's patreon.com slash astrology now podcast. I'll put the link in the descriptions. And of course, follow me on Instagram, astrology now underscore podcast. Again, my name is Christine. This is astrology now. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.